There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What is your least favorite thing about the Super Bowl coming to Minnesota? That's the question we're asking on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. What is your least favorite thing about the Super Bowl coming to Minnesota? I'm sure people have reasons, right, Bradley? Oh, absolutely. In fact, we spent a good portion of uh, a night out with friends on Saturday talking about this very issue because it started with something. We were we were actually just across the street from U.S. Bank Stadium this weekend having dinner, and then the con- the, the the conversation uh, began to revolve around what was going to change, what was going to be different, all of the uh, different things people were going to have to do to accommodate the Super Bowl coming. Look. We all know it's a great thing for a lot of people, but like when you're here living in the city and the world descends upon you, for those of us who like our routines and for those of us who aren't involved in football, right? it's going to be a lot of, of accommodation for something we're not really a part of it's for, I think it's going to happen in ways that we don't even realize it people don't even realize yeah. whether it's the traffic I mean there are already roads shut down yeah they have already or are, are planning to move homeless people away from uh, a particular shelter that's near the the, the um, US Bank Stadium a like gigantic parking restrictions shelter, by the way people who have contract parking are gonna have their uh, parking contracts um, essentially screwed with for a period of time like there are all these just weird things that are going on um, and again if you're a sports fan if you're a city booster you think this is awesome because it brings the spotlight but for those of us just like kind of to and and fro in in fact uh, you know friends of mine were like well how are you gonna get to the gym oh you're you really don't, you don't care about this but like i'm on one side of the yeah. city gym's on the other in order to get there i have to go through where all this rigmarole is going to be so yeah. it just it it sparks all of this planning that um i don't think a lot of people are going to realize until it happens um also my favorite favorite thing this weekend that i saw was a headline there was a story on care 11 quote do traveling football fans bring added risk for the flu. And it's a whole piece <laughs> on discussing whether or not all of the, this influx of outsiders is going to raise your likelihood of disease. Don't bring your illness in, yeah, people. Like, Hi, uh, welcome to Minnesota. Please don't get too close because we don't want your germs. That's so Minnesotan. <laughs> What's the your least favorite thing about having the Super Bowl here in town? We've got Shayna on the line. And Shayna, what is your least favorite thing about the Super Bowl coming to our fair state? 
Well, I'm super excited that it's coming. I just wish that I didn't work like five blocks away from the stadium because they're closing the road that I take home. So I have to go out of my way about 20, 25 minutes just to get back on the highway to get home. So can I uh, ask you, have you been given any direction on how to accommodate the Super Bowl being in town at your workplace? What I'm asking is, in uh, some of the friends that I have who work downtown have been told to stay home and work from home <laughs> that those days. I wish. I wish that was... Uh, we got told to figure it out and suck it up. Wow. Can I ask what kind, of, it out. what kind of industry you work in? Mail services. Oh, okay. So you kind of have to be there. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Shana, thank you Thanks, for Shana. calling. Um, that I, That's one thing. Again, if you work downtown, I, my husband works downtown. I have on more than one occasion sort of t- t- tenderly brought up the, you know, how is that? How's that travel going to go? What? To and from. Are you going to be able to get where you need to be at the time that you're expected to be there? I'm surprised that they haven't been told to stay home. Like, I know, I think Target, um, Ameriprise, some other big name corporations have advised a lot of their workforce. You know, if you have the ability to work from home, you must work from home Mm -hmm. at least Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because I think those are going to be the biggest um, the biggest days. It's just it's so fascinating to me. That we are moving heaven and earth. Again, it's a great thing, right? To have Minneapolis. I don't want to be the, the guy who's like, <laughs> but I don't think people quite realize the lengths at which people are accommodating their uh, the craziness. A football game. Yeah. I mean, let's just, uh, if we're just going to like distill game. it down, yeah. it's a week long, uh, yeah. you know, celebration of a football game. Let's go to Emily. Hi, Emily. What's your least favorite thing about the Super Bowl coming to town? Well, I just want to say I hope the Vikings are in it because it'd be awesome. Right. But I have like ten different job sites that I go to on a daily basis in downtown Minneapolis. Whoops. And every single one of them, all the roads are closed to get to them, especially my one on Nicollet Mall, which is now closed until February eighth. Yeah, there's already like I don't think you can get across Nicollet Mall at Ninth Street and a couple other places um, already. It's- it's closed from ninth, uh, no, from eighth all the way down to Marquette. Wow, Nicollet Mall. So, what do you and do? How do you how do you accommodate that? You just have to well, walk. Well, no, my boss just told me that if I can't see my clients, just call them, and that's all I have to do. Hmm. So, especially I do like a lot of meter parking, and they're capping off all the meters, and some of the uh, parking ramps are being closed. So if I can't access that and it's going to cost my company like $15 just for me to park to see one client. Oh, it's crazy. Then, then all they have to do is just call them and just say, hey, how's your day going? Great. See you when the Super Bowl's over. <laughs> That's crazy. Thanks for calling, Thanks. Emily. Good luck to you. Uh, let's go to Joe. Okay. Hi, Joe. Hi. What's your least favorite thing about the Super Bowl coming to town? Having to hear about it. <laughs> Hey, thank you. <laughs> is this a safe place? Are we able to talk without being, you know, um, attacked oh, yeah. by super sports fans? I feel like oh, I, right yeah. now with the people who are in this uh, yeah. in this conversation, I think we're in a safe space. Yeah, I, I don't know so. about outside of us, but you know, thank you, Joe, for, yeah. for just calling. Well, yeah, we've like heard to see about it. it for probably more than a year, and it's just we know it's going to happen, but let's just 
not have to talk about it every day, all day. <laughs> Joe, have a good day. Thank you. Thanks, you Joe. too. I will say, you know, there is uh, the part of me that loves to be around or near the hullabaloo. I, there is this part of me that's like, if something big is happening, I want to be within arm's reach of it because I like that feeling. I don't want to be in the midst of it, but I like the idea of it being here. I like all of that stuff, but I'm going to tell you uh, when we start to see the effects of it and I'm stuck in traffic or waiting for a food delivery or waiting for, you know, or, or, you know, having to deal with the effects of it, I'm going to be swearing. And see that that to me, and this is a a larger conversation, and, and I'm sure people have, you know, already had plenty of these conversations all over the media, but that's the slightly frustrating thing about something awesome like the Super Bowl coming here is yes, for those of us who love this city, for those of us who love this region and we want to be boosters of all things twin cities and we want to have our moment to shine and we want to welcome all these celebrities. A lot of it does seem like sort of like a bunch of people descend to have their moment and we're all just kind of here Uh and we're like, yay. But at the same time, it really is just in service of all of these other people. Yeah. And that seems a little, you know, um, it rubs me a little the wrong way because I'm like, you're in my backyard and it's not like I'm going to like my partner and um, some friends are going to go see, um, I think, Jennifer Lopez at the, is it she at the armory? No. I know pink is at the pink army. Pink is at the army. Yeah. She's going to be somewhere. But like the the notion that they are going to spend what they are going to spend to see somebody like I get it. But like, you know, maybe those of us who live here who made it possible for you all to be here could get a discount. Oh, I've got big feelings on that. Okay. That is a different conversation. I mean, and we can have that at a later date. dollars. Because I have things to say about that when we come back on the colleen and bradley show though we're not going to talk about minnesota we're going to talk about hawaii because warm it is warm there but it was a scary place on saturday morning and our friend kat perkins was there when a mistake happened and that mistake felt very real for about a half hour and she's going to take us through what happened when they heard a ballistic missile was headed for Hawaii in the middle of Cat Perkins vacation. After this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Previously on Jason and Alexis. Let us do the entertainments. Yeah, you take your time. Who cares if you're late going to work? If you need us to, call Don right now and we will call your boss and tell him or her to kiss our grits. <laughs> Uh, that you're going to be late. Now, other radio shows wouldn't offer that service, but we do. We got you. We will call your boss and tell her or him to kiss our grits. That kiss my grits! That you're going to be late. We should just leave that message and then hang up. And hang up, wouldn't that be great? Good afternoon. Thank you for calling Consolidated Companies. This is Gretchen. Kiss my grits! And then just hang Click. up. I mean, it's perfect. <laughs> We should call people's bosses with a variety of our famous sound bites. Like, you know. Oh my gosh. Good morning. Thank you for calling Consolidated Company. I'm quick to check a bit if she is out of line. <laughs> Bringing you everything entertainment. Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk 1071. The radio home of people you would want to be stuck talking to at a party. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Well, we were here in Minnesota on Saturday morning enjoying kind of a run-of-the-mill morning. The people of Hawaii were having a very, very scary moment. And our friend Kat Perkins has joined us 
to talk to she us about there. that. She was there on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 107.1. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We're doing everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, And Kat Perkins is on the line. Hello, Kat. Hello. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm, I'm glad to be alive today. Yeah. Thank you well, so much for taking too. very important time out of your very busy, important, sad, tragic schedule to be with us. And by that, I mean, I hope you're enjoying the beach today. Oh, my gosh. Well, in fact, we are we are on the way to the airport because we're jumping to another island today. So Aww. I know. It's a rough <laughs> life. Yeah. I want to hear all about your trip when you get back. But in the meantime, will you, as Colleen said, will you put us uh, because I was listening to CNN in the car or MSNBC or one of the two. And they were like, OK, so this is weird. And then they told the story about this alert that went out for me. I'm like, OK, that's weird. But I'm not there. You're Tell there. us what <laughs> happened. Yeah, so I was already awake because it's Hawaii time and it's like four hours behind us. So I was getting ready. And in fact, I had scheduled uh, an underwater adventure for the day. I was going to go snorkel slash scuba diving. And so I was kind of getting ready. And my phone goes off in one of those like amber alert kind of ways, you know, where it's mm-hmm. that long vibration. And uh, and I just happened to, you know, to look at it and I read that message and, and I got to the end of it where it said, this is not a drill. And my heart just sank into my knees. And I, I'm not kidding you. My body went into like instant convulsions. Like I was shaking. Will you tell people what the alert actually said? I have it in front of me. If you'd like to hear. Yeah. Say it. Read it exact word for word. Word for word. It said emergency alert, ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. What actual thoughts were going through your head? It was the sea of this crazy confusion. So, like, my first thought was, oh, my gosh, what do we do? Because I I couldn't quite think of, like, do we go high? Do we go low? Like, where do you take... Where do you hide from that? Yeah. My second thought was, oh, my gosh, I, I need to put clothes on because I had my pajamas on. And then my third thought was, there's no way we're going to survive. And that's when... I felt sick to my stomach. I was like, there's no way we're going to survive. I, those, those words, ballistic missile, I kept reading it over and over and over. And, of course, Mr. Eric Warner, who's rock-solid, awesome, clear thinker, was like, no, we're going to survive. We're going to do this. I'm grabbing water. Put some shoes on. We've got this. Okay, Bless so him. what did you guys actually end up doing? So you put your clothes on. Again, you don't know anything. Do you turn on the TV? Are you running around? Are you hyperventilating? Like, are there people around you that all are running that. down the hallway? What's what's the scene like? Exactly all of that. I did have the TV already on, so I turned it to CNN to see if there was any sort of, you know, more news that we could get from there, but there was nothing. They were not even reporting on it. So he, we go out into the hallway but the sweetest thing is he turned, Warner turned to me and he goes, I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Okay, I love you. Mm. And that's what sent me into this like, oh my God, this is the end. 
And we went out into the hallway, and there was, like, only a few people on our floor. We were on the third floor, and it was, like, a family and some other people. There was kind of pandemonium. If you looked into the lobby, there were some people running. If you looked outside, there were people running. But we just kind of stared at each other, and we were like, where do we go? And so then the hotel manager comes up and says, okay, everyone, to the sixth floor, which is which is kind of like the their tsunami floor. protocol. Oh. And they're used to that sort of drill, and they're used to those kinds of emergencies happening. I feel so like if there's like, a missile coming, you don't run to the sixth <laughs> yeah, floor. Right. No, right. I said, this doesn't feel right. We can't do this. And so we, and of course, they're like, don't use the elevators. Warner was like, do not get in an elevator. Right. And so we found the stairs, and then I said, we just, we, we got to go down. All I can, t- all my body is just saying, go down. So we went as far down as the stairwell would take us, and then we sat there. But the weirdest thing happened. It was like chaos in the lobby, chaos outside, and then this like quiet, confused chaos in in the stairwell. We were all looking at each other, just staring, just staring at each other, staring at our phones. Nobody <sighs> was saying a word. Just like, what do we do? What's going to happen? So how long does it take before, I mean, I feel like rumors are probably spreading. People are, I mean, it's got to be hard to know what's happening. How how long did it actually take before you knew, okay, this is a false alarm? It was very hard to tell. So I had a moment of clarity and was like, wait a minute. I went to high school with a kid that is stationed out here. He's a Marine. And if I know anything about the military from all the work that we've done with them, it's like they have inside info. So Boom. After I was text, I got done texting all my family, like, this might be the end. I love you. I texted him and was like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? Do you have any info? And he was like, hang tight. I'll make one phone. I got to make one more phone call, but I'm pretty sure this isn't real. And so it was like two minutes longer. So all in all, for me, it was about 10 minutes, maybe 12 minutes. He gets back to me and says, don't worry. This is a mistake. It is not real. Either they've been hacked or there was a mistake. He's like, there's clearly no sirens. It's you're gonna we're gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Oh. And so I I gave that news to all the people in the stairwell. We then went out to the lobby and just sort of you know again there was just this weird confusion. But then 38 minutes later, or after that, it would have been only about 25 minutes later. Then we got the all clear signal not only from the hotel but on our phones then as well. But there was an immense amount of time that went by enough for oh. me to actually get angry i was gonna say i'm sure it felt like it felt uh, at least those really frantic scary moments right early on that probably felt like uh, like the most excruciating 15 minutes of your life like a lifetime oh. i always used to say when i was competing on the voice that when we'd go to commercial break like three minutes felt like forever but this was like the, it felt like a lifetime that happened Oh, yeah, well, we're Kat, so glad you're okay. Thank you for thanks for chatting with us and uh, safe travels uh, to your next destination. Yeah, have and fun. Get a tan for Bradley because I can't. Thank you. I <laughs> will do. I'm again happy to be alive. Can't Bye. wait to see you when thanks, you come back. Thanks, Cat. We'll be back with some d bags from Hollywood after this on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. You talking to me? You talking to me? Entertainment. Occasionally, celebrities behave so badly that we find them labeled a D-bag by ourselves. Occasionally? Like, pretty much every day. Well, yeah, you're right. Every day is the occasion. On the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, And these are your D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. 
How do you like these tea bags? They look lovely. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I would like to crown a D bag today by the name of Chris Hemsworth. No, Evans. No. Mm, let me Jenner, guess. Yes. Oh, interesting. Ding, ding, ding. She's a frequent flyer. Oh, my favorite is all I have to say is the following. <clears throat> Chris Jenner worries about Kylie Jenner's privacy. Quote. There's always somebody trying to exploit her. Oh, for goodness sake. Like you. <laughs> like yourself. Me. Was she's she looking in a mirror? That she's not the one exploiting here. <sighs> Exploiter, heal thyself. Yeah, and you can't put that genie back in the bottle, my dear. You cannot Baby. unring um, that bell. Um, no, you can't unring that bell. Uh, in fact, this came on part one of the mid-season premiere of uh, Momager Chris Jenner's uh, titular show, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Um, <clears throat> but Khloe Kardashian made sure her mom still found time for some fun, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, regardless, um, she is a horrible, horrible person, and I feel completely fine saying that. And if she wants to take it up with me personally, she's welcome to call into the show at 651-641-1071. She's a horrible, horrible person. Because her entire yeah. career. Right. I mean, how does she. Okay. She created Maybe that. I'm not rea- reactional. Okay. Maybe I'm not the most rational person. Any other rational person in the room would like to explain to me how she explains what she does without involving the word exploitation. Right. I agree with you. Because I don't know. What was she doing before? Her daughter had a sex tape. Um, she was being a, a wife to Robert Kardashian. She was um, being a mom to her children. That's it. That's the rest of the, that's yeah, the whole so, story. And, and she had look, some celebrity rich I friends. I have given praise to, to Kris Jenner over the years, like she cares, that um, she has turned a, a sow's purse into a pig's ear. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, she's turned a pig's ear into a silk purse. Silk purse like out that. of a sow's ear. Whatever. She knew, made lemons, lemonade she made, out of lemons. She made a Diet Coke out of lemons. Okay, I get it. And I have given her credit for that. But like, don't, don't, don't you fool me yourself. once. Shame on you. Mm-hmm. Fool me twice. We can't get fooled again, people. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that didn't sit right with me either. And I thought, who the heck do you think you are, Chris Jenner? Exploit. Who's exploiting whom? Yeah. All right. I mean, if your name is Kardashian, good chance that uh, Chris Jenner is exploiting you in some capacity. Or, yeah, or if your last name is Jenner. Oh, yeah. Same, yeah. Same, no, I'm sorry. Right? In this case, Jenner. Jenner. Yeah. Kylie exactly. Jenner is the one that we're talking about. And um, bloop. That's all I have to say to that. Hashtag bloop. Hashtag bloop. Not hashtag oh, hashtag bloop. That was very Minnesotan of you. Thank you. Um, I would like to call to uh, our D-bag segment, Victoria Beckham. Oh, wow. We haven't heard of her in I a while. know. This is sort of a weird, uh, yeah. This may be considered like D-bag light. However, no journey pun intended. Journey to a D-bag. Journey to a D-bag. I was going to say no pun intended on the D-bag light because what she has done that has drawn the ire of of many onlookers is um, she made a uh, an ad for her. Apparently, she has a spectacle line. Uh, it is a an eyewear line uh, that's inspired by 1970s retro classics. 
Um, but it wasn't the glasses that got people talking. No, it was what was uh, what the glasses were on. A very, very waif-like model. And uh, many people came out swinging at Victoria Beckham. For example, Piers Morgan, new column. This photo made me physically sick and will have a far more damaging effect on many young women. Shame on you, Victoria Beckham. Uh, Other people like Amanda Foreman, a doctor who came forward on her Twitter and said, a model who looks like a teenager with severe anorexia is the face for the Victoria Beckham Eyewear 2018 summer collection. And this is the reason why every study done on social media and advertising calls the threat to young girls' mental health, quote, dire. Can um, Can I say something? Yeah. Because I want you to have your moment. As a grown ass woman mm-hmm. for Victoria Beckham. But excuse me, Piers Morgan. <laughs> like, is that, do you know that that woman is anorexic or that she has an eating disorder? Is that right. perhaps who she is? And maybe she's just a very skinny person. Okay, look, that's a whole conversation, which I think is separate from what you're saying. For the record, it wasn't Piers Morgan that said that. It was that doctor that said that he used the word anorexia. No, I well, I first said his quote, which just basically was like, that picture is going to have a damaging effect on young women. Um, It was a doctor by the name of Amanda Foreman who, uh, who brought, who invoked the word anorexia. Oh, okay. Well, he still said it. um, This photo made me feel physically sick Mm -hmm. and will have a far more damaging effect on many young women. I don't like, I'm sorry, Piers Morgan, but um, I don't really know that anybody is going to listen to you because you're just, you're essentially a person who runs around with his hair on fire all the time and throws Molotov cocktails into polite society regularly just to get attention. So um, it, it just seems a little like, like there's this whole thing about body shaming women, whether they're uh, bigger than average or bigger mm-hmm. than the norm, whatever that is, or smaller than the norm. Yeah, you can't win. And I feel like I just wanted to have a moment against Piers Morgan. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but I do think that this is sort of starting up the conversation again about um, models and and the message that their bodies send to women, right? And we've kind of come through an interesting time when, when you think back to when, um, not Twiggy, who was the other, the very thin model, Kate Moss. Moss, Thank you. When Kate Moss was new on the scene, fresh on the scene, she was so thin that it was almost startling. We have kind of moved away from that to a degree. I mean, models are still thinner than average, but we've sort of moved away from that. And there's definitely been more of a conversation. Well, and I think certainly... what people are reacting to is the fact that Victoria Beckham has gone. Yeah. Although I would argue like there have been far more. I'm not saying it's equitable. I'm not saying there's not room for growth. I'm not saying that there's not um, that this was necessarily the best choice. But I am saying I think that we now live in a world where there are plenty of examples of representation of all kinds of women. And if this is the only representation of women that Victoria Beckham ever shares with us, then perhaps you can make a better point. Right. But like otherwise, I feel like you end up being in that situation where women who um, are because I know women who are, you know, significantly smaller than the average woman. And people are constantly like, "Ooh, what's wrong with her? 
And they're like, and that to me is the same as when somebody is, uh, you know, is weighs more than the what is perceived to be the average. People are like, oh, what's wrong with her? So I just, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to make a point where in a different, uh, in a different conversation. Well, that's kind of why I was, uh, why I called this D bag light, or as Holly so so succinctly put, journey to a D bag. Because if she, if if she does continue in this trend, and that is the only thing we see out of her, then there's a conversation to be had. But but in general, I think you're right, Bradley, and that this might be a separate conversation. You know, haven't we come to when are we going to arrive at a place where we just can accept that a body is a body is a body is a body is a body and the body belongs to the person who uh, lives in it and they are responsible for their own body. We don't need to have opinions about other people's bodies, period. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. They're real. I'm trying to think now, like, when is it appropriate ever to have an opinion about somebody's body outside of in, in, in the sense that you say there's something wrong with that person? Right. Now, we do this all the time in the context of, 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 of Hollywood culture. So I don't want to act like we're somehow s- saints because we will often comment on people when they've got a weird hairstyle, when they're wearing bizarre clothing, when their face seems to have had a lot of uh, plastic Movement. surgery. <laughs> yeah, right. But to me, that feels like a different conversation than like this woman is very skinny. It's not like this woman is very skinny and she's, you know, sticking her finger down her throat or like eating a cheeseburger or like in the photograph. Yeah. yeah. Like there. So she's standing with glasses on. Yeah. I mean, she literally is just. And she and she is shockingly thin. Yeah. Let's not let's not mince words. Um, I don't know. I just think women uh, women's bodies are always up for scrutiny. Yeah. Yeah. Like, have we ever talked about a man's body being too fat or too thin? No, we only talk about them when they're very muscular. Yeah. Which is appropriate. <laughs> No, but you know, honestly, and and I know we got to run to break, but it reminds me of a time I was wearing a pair of pants that I happen to love. And somebody else said to me, I don't like those pants. And I said, well, good news. You don't, you don't have, have to, to wear, wear them. them. Yeah. Guess They're what? my pants. You don't like gay marriage. Don't get gay yeah, married. Don't exactly. get me started. Like this whole notion that everybody that, that you get to opine on anybody else's uh, existence uh, as though it matters. You can have those thoughts internally. Fine. It, but I just don't care. Yeah. All right. On that note, we take mm-hmm. uh, all kinds here on the Colleen we Bradley Show. We take all kinds. We, whether you're, you know, we're, whatever you, you can are, imagine, we'll take we you. We love you. We love you just the way you are. Kumbaya, when we come back, we are going to educate you with some science. We're going to tell you what fast food is doing to your immune system and how you can get the best night's sleep. It's so easy and we could all be doing it. After this, on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Previously on Jason and Alexis. And they always seat first class and then that comfort level. And then, you know, you're, you have to trek it to the back. Well, at least, the, you know, usually the tickets that I buy. Yeah, me too. And uh, you have to walk by them and they're already getting served drinks. And you're like, hi, look at my cheap, ugly outfit. Right. Hi. <laughs> right. And I have, they have a special bathroom up in the first class. I go, how's it going up 
there, yeah. guys. <laughs> How's that premium beverage? It's the pretty actress. damn delicious. And that great snack, oh, Jason's up it's, there. Oh. It's pretty damn delicious. <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, Alexis, funny. if I may ask, when yes. you do... And when you do pass me on the way to Scourge, <laughs> yeah. can you please not look at me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing you everything entertainment. Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk 1071. The radio home of, wow, they lasted five years. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We like to do a service here on the Colleen and Bradley show and make you a little smarter with a whole segment fortified with science on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. We're smart. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. You say we're smart, Bradley. I think some people would add a word to the end of that. Ass. Exactly. However. Okay. This is fascinating. You might like fast food, but your immune system does not. Mm. Why? Because science. Science. Okay. Uh, we have to go all the way to the University of Bonn. James Bonn. No, it's Germany. Uh, for this story, but it looks like when you eat, when you ingest fast food. Mm-hmm. Your body essentially thinks that a, a, a bacteria has invaded it, <laughs> oh and your immune system will react accordingly. So, so your happy meal is a disease. Literally, <laughs> your happy meal is a virus. Um, or at least, let me put it this way, your immune system reacts the same to that fast food meal as it would a bacterial infection. So it turns out that unhealthy foods seem to make your body's defensive more aggressive. Now, the thing about this particular study, that, and we can talk about just that first part that I just shared with you, that in and of itself is sad, right? Because you're mm-hmm. like, great, now I have one more reason not to go through the drive through because my body's going to think that... I'm eating a like, virus. That I'm eating some sort of infection. Um, Which but, you actually probably are. Ew. Sorry, I'm just but being But anyway, real. regardless... Even after switching to a healthy diet, your body is still in attack mode because you have so screwed with it by eating all that fast food. So the, the finding in this particular study is that the that uh, immune response is not only aggressive, but it's long term. Mm. So it, it <laughs> now, why is that bad? Because those those changes can lead to things like uh, arterial sclerosis. <laughs> which is a bad thing. That's when your arteries harden. Kind of sounded and like you said sclerosis. Sclerosis. <laughs> That's what happens when you have too many cocktails after uh-huh. your fast food or uh, in reverse, that. actually. Um, and diabetes. So those two things can be exasperate, exacerbated, exacerbate, made worse. Um, but what? But to me, the takeaway from this is that your immune system literally thinks you've had an infection when you eat nuggets. I mean... Chicken nuggets. Oh. Okay. Um, can, <laughs> can I just tell you an anecdotal uh, moment? Yeah. And so it's funny that you bring this today. Because I ate pizza last night. Which I don't know if that's classified as fast food, but for argument's sake, let's just call it fast food. Um, and it's not something I usually ingest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had like a couple slices of pizza last night. This morning, I went to the gym to do my normal kickboxing workout, which 
would never be easy. I wouldn't call it easy. I mean, it's yeah. hard for yeah. an hour, but but it's good. And I you know how I perform usually. This morning, I was like, I felt like I was going to die about five minutes in. Yeah. And it wasn't any harder than it usually is. And yeah. the only thing I can point to is the pizza. Yeah. I'm telling you, somebody I was talking to this weekend about, because, you know, I've um, given up sugar, essentially, for um, 90 days just to try to, you know, get back in the mood of being healthy. And um, this person was like, sugar is white death. It is. I was like, oh, thanks. That's very uplifting. Um, Back to the story just really quickly. Um, They they did this research again. uh, I think this particular study was done in mice. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, no, it wasn't just it couldn't have just been in mice because they were talking about the the human response. Um, but again, it it, it create that fast food essentially creates inflammation in your body. Yeah, That's sure. The that take makes away. sense. So, you know, it's not like I'm never going to eat fast food again. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, I'm going to be real strategical about what. And where and when and how often I decide to go down the road of bacterial infection. Yay! Can I just, on a side note, say I like to think about the cute little happy meals that they feed to the mice. Yeah. Like, do they get the little plastic toy too? And are they in the tiny little boxes? Isn't that cute? Probably not, because they. It's probably a choking hazard. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Well, uh, Bradley, if you want to fall asleep quickly and sleep well, there's one simple thing you need to do. You need to write your to-do list before you go to bed. Oh, interesting. Why? Why? Because. Why? Because. Is this because then it's not rolling around in your head? Basically, that's what they think. And, and and the way that they learned this is that they did a study where they had a bunch of different groups of people do different things before they went to bed. We've heard before that if you journal before you go to bed, that's one thing that can be helpful or write a reflection of you know, what has happened in the last 24 hours, those kinds of things can be helpful before bed. But this is the first study that really specifically points to writing your to-do list for the next day. So they split people up into groups and they had, um, and they were all, um, you know, 18 to 30 years old. They were all healthy participants. One group had to write down the things that they had accomplished over the previous few days. And then the other group had to write down what they needed to accomplish in the next day and consequent days, you know, or the days, you know, ahead. The group that wrote their to-do list of the things that they needed to get done fell asleep on average nine minutes faster oh, wow. than those who were reflecting on all they'd accomplished in the in the previous days. And they had, and they, oh, by the way, they measured their sleep. So they did this in a sleep lab. So they were able to then measure the quality of their sleep as well. And so they fell asleep more quickly and they slept better throughout the Ooh, evening. Isn't that interesting? I'm all for that. Yeah. So all you have to do is right before you go to bed, do a brain dump of all the things you need to get done. Because I don't know about you, but that is one of the things that can keep me awake at night is thinking, oh, shoot, I can't forget to do this one thing. And if I don't do this one thing, then all these other one things can't happen. Oh, yeah. And there was that other thing that that person said to me. I better think I got to remember that. And if you don't write it down, it's going to just 
spiral in your head. It's yeah. going to roll around in there. So yeah, if you can get into the habit of writing your to-do list for the next day before you go to bed, then it's off your mind. You can sleep nine minutes earlier and life is good. Ta-da. Wow, it's that easy. It is that easy. Now, I want to remind people of one thing that we are looking forward to on Wednesday. We've got a manuary party at Can Can Wonderland. This is where we're going to kick off manuary. And we will be giving away tickets sometime in the next hour. So you got to keep your ears open for that hot ticket sounder. Now, when we come back, Bradley opines that we are in a new chapter of the Me Too movement. And we're going to tell, uh, Bradley's going to tell us about it and how we know we're there after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Everything. It was you, Kristen, who shot JR. Entertainment.